Hey everyone, it's Cassie and Mrs. Chrissy and this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Congrats to the Seattle Storm. They claimed their fourth WNBA title earlier this week on Tuesday night. They swept the Las Vegas Aces 3-0. to zero. Sue Bird actually went to my high school. So I was so excited when I saw they won. I really love her so much. Like I was reading tweets about it and People were like, do you realize, like, Sue Bird and Megan Rapinoe are the most decorated sports couple out there? And I'm like, that's so true. This is the most celebrated WNBA victory I've seen in a while, at least, like, across all social media, which I love. I agree, and I think it's because um, of Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, because both of them were out last season for injuries. Brianna was suffering from an Achilles injury, and then Sue Bird, I believe it was her... Um, left knee or she had knee surgery so they both missed last season and now they come back and bring the storm to the finals when it's Sue's fourth championship it's Brianna's second and it's Brianna's second finals MVP and I have to say like something like I'll watch the WNBA games and honestly sometimes they're they're like better than NBA games I remember the NCAA the basketball tournament this must have been, like, three years ago. The women's basketball tournament was so much more entertaining than the men's. Like, watching it, it was going down to the last minute. Like, the scores kept going back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, why, like, do more people not watch this again? Like, I'm confused. I agree. Actually, when I was still at St. John's, I remember I was talking to one of my friends who was on the men's basketball team at the time. And I was telling him, you know, I've only been to one men's basketball game here. You know, that's a it's a big basketball school. We're D1. And he was so shocked because it's a thing to go to all the basketball games, especially when they have home games at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, no, I'm not going because, well, our team was not good while I was there. But I would always go to the women's basketball games because they were just exponentially better than the men. And they would never charge for women's games, but they would charge you for men's games, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, no, that's it's crazy. The level of disrespect that women's sports receives, that I don't get it because they're so entertaining, like the games. And like I look at Sue Bird and I I feel like I'm I appreciate that the WNBA is getting as much recognition as they are now because they are so many legends that are literally making history in in front of us and people are missing it it's really unfortunate like sue is going to be 40 next week she if she comes back next season it'll be her 18th season she broke the record for assist in a single half um with 10 out of her 16 assists uh being in the first half i believe that was for game one against the aces in the finals like she's just she has four championships. Like, people don't praise her the way that they praised LeBron or the way that they praised Kobe. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I feel like, is it because, like, these are, like, male-dominated sports, like, even the fans? And we talk about this all the time. Like, a lot of sports fans, like, it's very toxic. Sports can be with the fans. So I feel like some fans are not 
just not gonna like praise like women the way they should but also I think what's helping is NBA players speaking out about it as well like NBA players on social media tweeting like oh about the WNBA games about the WNBA players I think that's also helping a lot I mean it shouldn't even take that but if it's gonna help then I'm all for it yeah I I would tie that into the power of social media because related to like what I just said maybe it's not that people aren't praising her enough because enough people are seeing to know the greatness of Sue Bird but I think it's like it's not as mainstream but now it is because we see like um, a lot of these guys in the NBA tweeting that they're watching these WNBA games telling people what time that the games are coming on telling them what channel you know they're walking around with the orange hoodies it's becoming it's like a, a trend now but I, well, I'll say it was a trend at first to support the WNBA, but I think the more that people are watching, they're like, hold up, wait, I'm actually enjoying this. These girls are fire. Like, they're really dominant on the court. Why haven't I been watching sooner? And I even think that ties into, like, it goes all the way back to high school basketball, for example. Like I said, my high school was known for, like, its basketball teams. Um, Sue Bird, Tina Charles, they both went to my high school. Lamar Odom went to my high school. It was a huge basketball school. But the boys' team was good, but the girls' team was so much better. The girls would consecutively go to states. They would win states, win the city championships. One of the girls just committed to Notre Dame. Another girl I know, she plays for Xavier. So many D1 commits on the girls' basketball team. The boys, they have more than the boys' basketball team. I'm not even, like downplaying the boys basketball team because they're good but the girls team is phenomenal but even the attention how they're treated the tournaments they get you can see the difference and I'm just like why it starts very early I I don't I don't know why I don't know why that's become so normalized to kind of just automatically prioritize the NBA over the WNBA or, like, just men's sports over women's sports in general. Yeah. I think it's just a whole, like, world thing. Like, you know, like, gender inequality and, like, masculinity and all that. I that I mean, that is why. Like, no question. But at one point, like, it just has to stop. What is you supporting the M- WNBA? How is that hurting you? It's more entertaining than NBA. I can guarantee it. Everyone listening to this, next season, you guys should tune into the WNBA more. Yeah, support the WNBA. The more support we show now the more of a push it will give these networks to show us their games, like make it easier for us to see these games. We want them on primetime. We want to see these girls. Like we should be able to have access to them the same way we have access to the WNBA. Also pay them more, give them more money. They deserve it. They've earned it. They're hardworking athletes. I agree with you so much, and a lot of these WNBA players play overseas because on their off-season, because they make more money overseas, so they literally play year-round. You don't see the NBA players having to do this. You just mentioned Brianna Stewart. Um, She was playing in Europe, and she tore her Achilles. Now, the big question is, why does she have to play both a European season and a WNBA season? Because she got hurt. And it put her it put her WNBA season in jeopardy. And everyone was saying, like, that's not fair. It's because of the money. They don't make enough money. And she literally missed out on a whole season because she had to go 
she played overseas. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. Hopefully within the near future that can change. I'd love to see an increase in salary for the WNBA players. Until then, what we can do as fans is keep supporting them, keep tweeting about them, keep reposting them, like increase their engagement on social media, you know, like make sure these networks know we want to see these games next season. You know, this season's over, but don't stop talking about them just because it's the off season for them because we want more exposure for 2021. So Sue Bird just got her fourth ring. Will LeBron get his fourth ring tonight? Talk to oh, me, guys. I think so. Really? That that says a lot coming from me because um <laughs> we know my stance on this. I really wanted the Heat to put up a fight. I I think the Lakers are going to do it tonight. If they win tonight, LeBron will become the third player in NBA history to get a championship with three different franchises. So it'll be the Heat, the Cavs, and maybe the Lakers. That's if they win because we don't know they're going to win. I'm saying this like I'm not – I haven't already said that I think they're going to win, but I think it's going to go to six games. Okay. I mean, that would be fun for sure. I I mean, Lakers are 1,000% winning the series, but – I just, I, oh my God, this is like painful for me to say too, because we know I'm a little hater, but um, I really do think they're going to do it tonight. I just don't see LeBron like taking his foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. I think he just wants to win. I don't even think he wants to go to game six. Like he just wants to win and end the series. And they're wearing their black Mamba jerseys tonight. So, you know. Oh, that's it. They're winning 1000%. Oh. I, I keep saying this, but, like, I hate this. And then, okay, well, Bam is playing tonight, but Garan is questionable. So that's something we have to keep in mind for the Heat. Oh, man. I mean, okay, all right. I expect what I saw in Game 3 from Miami Heat tonight times two. Like, they have to leave everything they have on the court tonight. They, they have no choice. For starters, they have no choice. But I know these guys want to make it to the end. They want to take it as far as they can go. And Gary Payton says not to count these guys out. Number one reason why I think the Lakers are going to do it is because they want to win. I don't think they want to go to a game six. Like, they want to win this, and they're going to win it tonight in their Black Mamba jerseys. So, like I said before, Gary Payton said, you know, don't count these guys out so he actually wrote a letter for the players tribune on thursday about his experience playing under pat riley when he was a part of the miami heat and just kind of making some connections between um these guys right now on the heat and the 2006 guys on the heat so i'm gonna read you one of the excerpts everyone always wants to know about the culture they want to know the secrets of the miami heat and whatnot They got all these opinions and questions, especially with a fifth seed team showing out in the finals. Now everyone's trying to figure it out. Man, if y'all want to know, here it is. Here's the big secret. Heat culture isn't just about winning. It's about how you win. It's crawling to the finish line if you have to. It's leaving nothing in the tank. It's being in the best shape of your life. It's always wanting more out of yourself, out of your teammates, even out of the game. It's being that type of guy where they might talk bad about your media, about your attitude, or your ego, or whatever it may be. 
but Pat knows you're going to give him that bully on the court. My question is, will Heat culture help these guys win tonight? Based off of what I just read to you about Heat culture not being about winning, but how you win. No. (laughs) Simple. No. (laughs) I'm just, I have, and coming from me, I keep reiterating this. You already know I was rooting for the Heat all the way. But I just cannot imagine the Lakers in their jerseys wanting to just end this series and take it and win it and celebrate and have that feeling. I think, I mean, watch me if I'm wrong. Like, I people are going to be listening to this, like, tomorrow. Like, hmm. I think the Heat, Miami would have to work and play really, really, really hard, really, really good to win it with also the Lakers not playing their best. It would have to be like a perfect storm situation for the Miami Heat. I just don't think that's going to happen. Jimmy Butler would literally have to drag them to the end. I mean, like, drag. That's what I'm saying. And then the Lakers would have to have, like, a little hiccups here and there. That's my only reservation. Like, I hope it goes to game six. I would love that. But at the end of the day, Lakers in five. And I think what what Gary Payton, in the letter, I think he was making a lot of the connection between kind of the the drive that these guys have to win between um, the 2006 Heat and the 2020 Heat, that type of connection. But 2006 Heat wasn't playing against the 2020 Lakers. Exactly. What drive do the Lakers have? They have a lot of damn drive, let me tell you that. I mean, I was I was literally just talking to a friend of mine earlier today who was saying, like, Miami's six players can't equate to the Lakers two. And we know which two. <laughs> we already we don't even have to say it. We know which two. Um I I feel like sometimes my optimism is um crippling because <laughs> it can lead to a lot of disappointment. I want a game six so bad. I don't want the heat to go out like this. I don't. I know. I'm kind of shocked. I mean, I feel like we're, we're switching roles today, Chrissy, because I feel like I'm usually the very optimistic one, like me still thinking the Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm shocked, to say the least. <laughs> Do you really think – what is your instinct telling you right now? Go. Okay, okay. My instinct says the Lakers are going to win tonight, but <laughs> I'm not going to listen to my instinct because I have to stick to my word, which says that Lakers in six. So I'm not – a hundred percent wrong. I mean, if if the Lakers lose tonight, I wouldn't be a hundred percent wrong. It's just like, cause I I still think they're gonna win the championship. I just don't think they're gonna do it in five games. Yeah, I feel like also it's kind of like a what you want versus what's actually gonna happen. Like I want the Heat to win too, but it's just it would take a lot. Sorry, Miami. Jimmy Butler, if you're listening, I apologize. I still love you, but you're gonna lose. Oh my God, poor guy. So, like, mostly everyone listening probably, I have a TikTok account, and a lot of my content has to do with type 1 diabetes because I am a type 1 diabetic. I was diagnosed right after my seventh birthday, and growing up, I always used to try to hide it. I wouldn't embrace it. I'd kind of be embarrassed. However, about four years ago, I was like, why am I doing this? Like, I should take the opportunity to educate people when possible teach people the difference because there's a lot of stigmas that surround diabetes so on my tiktok account yesterday someone left a comment 
they wrote to me, this is why you have diabetes. I hope your sugar doesn't go too low. Now, the reason why I responded, usually I do not respond to hate comments because for some reason I get a lot of hate comments on social media and I do not know why because I am a very nice person. Anyways, my mom is like, just ignore them. However, this one, I decided not to ignore. I decided to educate people because there are actually a lot of athletes who have type 1 diabetes. And growing up, when I would see them talking about it or advocating for it, it would kind of push me to do the same. There's type 1 diabetes and type 2 diabetes. Either way, you shouldn't make comments in the first place, no matter if someone has type 1 or type 2. But I'm a type 1 diabetic. You cannot control getting it. Once you get it, you have it for life. You can't reverse it. You can't work out. You can't eat healthy. There's just simply like nothing you can do about it. And they don't even know why you get it. So a couple famous athletes who actually actively speak out on it. Jay Cutler is a type 1 diabetic. Mark Andrews, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. He's actively posting about it on his social media. DeAndre Carter, he plays for the Houston Texans. Adam Duvall, he's an MLB player. And then Lauren Cox, who is um, a third-round pick. She's in the WNBA. All of these athletes are type 1 diabetics. I did want to raise awareness because I feel like constantly you're hearing jokes about it. Like, oh, you're going to get diabetes if you eat that. Oh, this. Oh, people tell me you should just work out and eat healthier. So me and Christina thought it would be a great idea to just come on here and speak about it. To make fun of someone's like disease or mock them for like a disability. Those are lines you just shouldn't cross. It's very much below the belt. You just don't target someone based on their health. That's something they can't control. And you don't know. For, for someone to say like, I hope your sugar doesn't go too low. And then be sarcastic about it. It's incredibly offensive. I don't know why people are so bold and like, I can see who you are. Like, I can see your profile and you're just very confident in saying these things to people. It's super disgusting. And there are a lot of people who are like Cass who have diabetes or any other kind of illness and probably don't have access to health care to pay for their treatments and are really struggling right now. Like, it is a very scary time to have any type of health condition. I mean, it's always scary to have a health condition, but... Also... My thing is, like, the comment, they knew what they were talking about as well, because if your sugar goes too low, you can go into a diabetic coma, have a seizure, things like that. Like, it's very dangerous. So when she said that, I'm like, this girl commenting that knows, like, what she is talking about, number one. Number two, I'm lucky I do have thick skin, and I don't like comments getting to me, and I do like talking about it. But then she commented when I responded to her, and she said, that's why you have it in your bio. I said, I have it in my bio because I like to raise awareness for it, educate people. So actually, thank you for letting me use my platform for what I want to use it for. All these comments from people aren't helping. I know other type 1 diabetics, and they don't even like doing their insulin in public. They don't like talking about it. And I totally get why. I used to be like that, but now I'm not. I'm open about it, but a lot of people aren't. Absolutely. You know, you're not the first um, type 1 diabetic that I've met. I know people with type 2 diabetes, and I think that's the one that people um, know the most about, which is why they stereotype diabetes as a whole around type 2. And everyone assumes that you don't get diabetes until you're older. You can't get diabetes if you eat healthy. Like, they just think that if they do certain things, they can avoid being diagnosed with diabetes, and that's not the case. But one of my friends from high school was a type 1 diabetic, and 
she was very careful about what she would eat like she would plan out a lot of her meals and if she knew so I'm obviously from Philly and there were days where she was like craving cheesesteaks or she knew in advance like okay I want a cheesesteak on this day so I'm gonna make sure I have my insulin I'm not gonna drink this I'm not gonna eat this earlier in the day just very strategic and it's not the same as someone who's watching their weight like this is critical life or death like very planned out and for for people who don't have diabetes and that don't have to think about that it's very easy to be like oh I hope your sugar doesn't go too low like you said a lot of people know diabetes as type 2 so growing up people would be like oh my grandma has that oh wait Cass do you want a piece of this oh wait you can't have sugar you can't have this but that's just so not true but even if that was the case you shouldn't stigmatize type 2 diabetes either because Yes, although you can reverse the effects, do this. It's still a disease that someone has. People told me like, oh, have you tried eating keto and working out? Like, really? Do you think I would do that instead of taking six shots a day and checking my sugar six times a day? Yeah, um, I would I eat keto and work out, but there's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's insane. And there's all this information available. It's no secret. Literally, one Google search. Google is free. One Google search and you can learn. I took it very serious when you opened up to me about your type 1 diabetes. And I was very, um, I paid attention to how you told me because you didn't, you weren't secretive about it. You weren't like, yeah, you know, I have type 1 diabetes. You're like, yeah, I have diabetes and I take my insulin. This is how I do it. Also showing me how you inject your insulin, you know, just in case, because me as your friend, if something happens and you can't do it yourself, I need to know how to do that. So I took that very serious when you were, open with me about it and um I mean the friend that I had in high school as well she was pretty transparent as well but not as informative about it as you were so I think that's really important if there's people out there who if you have friends that have any type of health condition if they talk to you about it just please ask questions be serious ask what you can do because they may need you you know what I mean? Like I, I've had asthma since I was a kid. It's really not as chronic anymore since I've gotten older and like more control of my diet. I'm more active. So it's not as bad, but if it wants to flare up, it will. And I remember my sophomore year of college, I left my inhaler on the windowsill and my roommate, she came in the room and she was like, whose inhaler is this? And I was like, oh, it's mine. And she was pissed at me because I didn't tell her that I had asthma. It wasn't on purpose, but it just slipped my mind because, I mean, I hadn't had an attack in years. I hadn't been hospitalized for it in years, so it really just slipped my mind. I only ever use my inhaler if it's dire. And even in recent years, there, there's been times where like I've really had to reach for it, but maybe once a year. So I never felt the need to speak about it, but it was a huge thing. She was really upset, and she was like, I just, I need you to tell me these things because if, if you were having an attack, I wouldn't know what to do. And I didn't realize how serious that was. So I think we should, it's important that we have these conversations to destigmatize having a health condition because especially when you're young, because you don't want people to think like, oh, I don't want them to think I'm unhealthy because people assume you did it to yourself and that's not the case. Exactly. Like the number one reason why growing up in middle school and the first couple years of high school, I remember... I had friends, they didn't know I had it for years, and one day at lunch, I would do my insulin under the table, no one would see it. One day at lunch, one of my friends saw me doing it, they're like, what are you doing? And then that's how I would tell them. Like, I wouldn't just be like, oh, I'm a type 1 diabetic. Like, then I would be like, oh, actually this. They're like, oh, I didn't know. But the reason why I didn't like telling people 
was because of the comments people would make or you'd be in class and someone would make a joke about it. I think it was like junior, senior of high school. I was like, I'm going to embrace this because some people have to teach people the difference. Even if I can educate one person, one person makes a remark, like it's good enough for me. Seeing other celebrities and athletes embracing it as well does help a lot. I remember, I think I remember um, doing my insulin and showing you. Yeah. I was so fascinated. Like, this is important stuff. I remember um, in elementary school when my asthma was at its worst, if my chest was tight, like that's how I would know if I was about to either flare up or have an attack. If my chest was tight, I had an inhaler in my backpack just in case. But you know, the school nurse always has your medication. I would wait to go to the nurse to get my inhaler before I pulled it out in class because I didn't want people watching me. If anything, you watching me take my inhaler would make my heart rate even more. And that's the last thing that you need when you're having an asthma attack. Like, not that I was having an attack, but you know, if you if you get riled up enough, it can lead to an attack. So even just that, like, it's really, it's sad that people have to go through that in adulthood. Because, you know, kids, kids are curious, kids are cruel, whatever, but it sometimes follows into adulthood for a lot of people and we have to stop that. And we have to teach kids as well to be more sensitive about their peers who have health conditions. I remember like when I would used to play sports in middle school and say I was at practice and like you can feel when your sugar is going low, like you feel like absolute garbage or even when it's high. But I knew my sugar was low and we were running laps and I felt so embarrassed to like tell my coach, oh, like my sugar's low, I need to have my juice box or whatever because I didn't want my teammates to look at me and be like, oh, she's not jogging, she's not doing this. Just because of the way people perceive it. So I'm like, no, like that's actually, you have to stand up for yourself and not be ashamed of it. If you learned anything today, you guys, be sensitive to those who have health conditions and support the WNBA. Amen, Christina. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode eight of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Make sure you're following us and you're subscribed to us on Spotify. And make sure you're following us on social media at DYCT Podcast. Again, that's DYCT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll talk to you next week.